Well, good morning. Uh, for those uh, joining online or on the phone, my name is Josh. I'm one of your pastors here at Community. Um, it is a great opportunity uh, this morning as we talk about multiplication or as uh, our core value state, reproduction. As we talk about what it looks like to pass off our faith, to hand it down to another generation, for them to continue to hand it down to other generations. We're talking essentially about exponential growth about two becoming four, becoming eight, becoming 16, and so on and so forth. The uh, values, as written uh, right from our uh, website, uh, lists as this. The purpose of an apple tree is not simply to produce apples, nor another apple tree, but an orchard of fruit-bearing apple trees. We believe that Christians are to seek to establish intentional relationships with others, hoping to earn the right to be heard. But reproduction does not end with a new Christian commitment. Our goal is to bring people to Christ so that they will bring people to Christ. The goal is not just the new commitment to Christ. It's so that we can bring people to Christ who will then bring people to Christ. We are in the, for lack of a better term, business of reproducing our faith in multiple, multiple ways. And we'll see uh, where that value comes from because ultimately these aren't just made-up values, right? These core values aren't just something that popped into to the leadership's head as they were forming them. These are also core values of our faith that we are unwavering on, things that we are unwilling to bend from because they are a part of the gospel, And we'll see how that plays out as we read our scripture, just a really simple scripture this morning. Uh, But before we do that, let us pray together. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity we have to hear hear stories like Miss Mary's, to see the heart of multiplication that you have placed within her, the heart for the, the little people that she so dearly loves the heart that is yours. God, reveal to us, show to us, refresh us with a greater understanding of what it means to be people who multiply your love. Speak to us by your spirit. May your scriptures come alive in us today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so today we are going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 2 in just one verse, verse 2. So 2 Timothy obviously is a letter to Timothy, Timothy being a companion of Paul. Paul, uh, the the greatest missionary of the, the New Testament, traveled all over the world, planting churches, spreading the gospel, and he brought people along with him. Timothy was a young man who Paul kind of was introduced to and immediately said, there's gifts in this young man. And so he brought Paul or Timothy along on his journeys, often leaving him behind for a, a period of time after Paul left to continue the work of building up this, this body of believers. This letter, the 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, are letters written to Timothy during one of those times when when Paul left, right, and said, Timothy, you need to stay and continue the work. I need to go and continue the work somewhere else. 
And these letters are a a mode of encouragement, a a way to encourage and instruct Timothy to make sure that he's staying on the path of righteousness and, and making sure that the church is everything that it's meant to be. And in 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, we see Paul offer this advice. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable ones who will be qualified to teach others. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable ones who will be qualified to teach others. So part of Paul's instruction to Timothy is this. You are in this place of authority. You are in this place of raising up this body of believers. But part of your responsibilities as this follower of Christ leading others is to make sure that others also are bringing others up. That all the witness that you have seen, all of the good news of Jesus Christ that you have experienced and heard and learned about should be passed on to others so that they can pass it on to others. The, The journey of Christian kind of leadership, the journey of Christian discipleship is not one where I, I learn all these good things about Jesus and I learn this good news and I hold on to it. What Paul is telling Timothy is, listen, you've been entrusted with this this place of authority to raise up the next generation of leaders so that it's not just about you. Ultimately, that's what it's about. So that it's not Timothy's church. It's Christ's church. So that the body of believers that is made up of many parts continues to live. In order for something to have life, in order for something to be alive, in order for me to be standing here this morning, sore as I am, because I decided chopping wood was a great idea yesterday. And I'm not in my 20s either, Doug. What? No. The only reason I'm standing here is because my body, the cells in my body, continue to reproduce. They continue to split and multiply, offering new life inside my body. The muscles that are sore are currently right now uh, the, the cells within them are splitting and growing and growing new cells in order that the ones that have been damaged by my carelessness in continuing to be stubborn about making sure this log is split perfectly are replenished by new life. By new life. The part of, of aging is that process within our body begins to slow down, begins to break down. And ultimately, when, when you hear of someone who has an organ failure or a heart failure or, or their kidneys shut down, essentially, at a cellular level, that is what is happening. Those cells have lost the ability to reproduce and produce healthy, living tissue. Paul is trying to make sure that the body of Christ continually reproduces, 
continually has new life brought up within it, continually grows and lives, and not just lives, but flourishes. And this is only possible if we are willing to take on the task of reproducing our faith in those around us. It's only possible if we as an organization, as a body, as a church, have the willingness to raise up leaders, to invest in others in ways that might, might someday mean I lose a job. And I hope you realize what this live, is lived like already here at Community. I hope you realize that there are currently 24, I think, people who meet every other Tuesday right there in the music room, taking on seminary-level courses to bolster their understanding of how do, I, how do I understand this scripture in my community and in my culture, and how do I teach it better to those that God has entrusted me to? There are 24 people in that room being raised up as the next generation of leaders. 15 of them are right from your staff. And your, your leadership, your exec team, and your consistory has said, no, this is important. It is important that we take some of our resources and some of the time away from our staff in order to invest in them because that is what we are about. We are about reproducing leaders, people who are passionate about their faith, people who understand their giftings, people who understand that they have a purpose and calling within the Christian faith. Currently, community has uh, five, five interns, young people who are being placed into positions of ministry where they're being challenged, where they're being questioned, where they're having questions in their own mind of where is God calling me and what is God doing in my life? We had a conversation with one of our interns the other day, and he's just like, listen, I feel like what I'm doing is just not producing results and I feel like I'm just a drain on the resources of community. And I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so if this isn't working, and Jen and I had the awesome pleasure of sitting down and looking at this young man in the face and say, listen, remember what the goal of this internship is. Yes, we want you to, to succeed, but that is not our measuring stick. Our measuring stick for our interns is this. Are you challenged in your faith? And are you getting a clearer picture of where God has called you and equipped you to serve in the church of Jesus Christ? And I was able to, to look at this young man in the face and say, listen, these questions that you're having of, I don't know where God is calling me. I feel like God's, God has something for me. I'm just not sure what it is right in this moment. I said, that's exactly the point of this internship. That's exactly the point of this internship, to give you the space, the time, the people to talk to, to grow up in the faith.
You heard the, the testimony of Miss Mary, and you can look around at uh, all of the, the young people in this church, and I guarantee all of them have gone through Miss Mary's class, and all of them know Miss Mary. She mentioned Erica, who is also an intern now in children's ministry, and is deeply in love with Miss Mary. She loves Miss Mary, and, and she's a testament to reproduction in this community. It is essential for the life of the body of Christ, the worldwide church, that we are serious about passing on our faith, about taking those little steps or those big steps to invest in people around us, to plant those seeds, to share the gospel. Because our faith is not one to just sit stagnant. Our faith is one to go out to the masses. God is not interested in a stagnant body. God is interested in bringing all people to him, which means we have to participate in that. We've been gifted the ability to participate in that. And so we must be willing to reproduce. We must be willing to take the things that we have learned, to take the things that we have witnessed, to take the things that we have been entrusted with in Jesus Christ and to build up others with those things so that they can express the same gospel. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable ones who will be qualified to teach others. The things you have heard me say, not me, but the scriptures, the things that you've heard God say, the things that you've heard your mentors say, in the, in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to those around you so that they may be qualified also to teach others. This is the ultimate goal of our Christian faith. This is our Christian life. This is the life of following Christ. Not to bottle it all up, but to share it. To walk alongside of others. To teach them in the ways of Christ as you have been taught. And, and if I may, I know... I'm quite young for this crowd here. I, I don't feel, like I said, I don't feel it this morning. I'm sore. But often, I'm not accusing anyone individually, but often what you hear within the church as people age is they say, I've served my time. When we ask for volunteers, when asked for opportunities of service, there are often the sentiment of, well, I've already served my time. Please don't fall into that trap. The amount of years and wisdom in this room combined is far greater a weapon against the enemy and a weapon for the kingdom of God than anything else. The things that you have witnessed, the things that you have experienced, the things that you have journeyed through with Christ are a valuable resource in bringing up the next generation of believers, in bringing up the next generation of leaders. I think of my own journey, and I think of the, the scared 
eighth grade little boy who walked into a, a, a youth group room and immediately found those who were willing to welcome him in. Those who are much older than me, but were willing to invest into me. I think of all of the, the one couple in, in particular who I ran into yesterday at my, my son's soccer game. They are, are old enough to be my very own parents. But they, uh, during my youth group years, poured into us and poured into us and poured into us and continued to pour into us after and after and after because their wisdom they gained in the things they witnessed and in the goodness of God that they experienced in their life was a tool to pass on to the next generation to raise up a body of believers who understood not only the good news of Jesus Christ as a ticket into heaven, but the good news of Jesus Christ as a way of life and a way of producing the body of Christ. Here at Community Reformed Church, we value multiplication. We value reproduction. We value and will pursue after raising up individuals and communities in the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they can share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those around them. So that two becomes four, becomes eight become 16, and so on and so forth until you have an explosion of the kingdom of God in and amidst our community. And so how do you get involved in this? I mentioned ways that you're already involved in this by supporting uh, this community and supporting our leadership who values this already and lives into this value, but how do you live into this individually? How do you live into this individually? And one simple step, be willing to share. Be willing to step into a relationship where you can share the things that you have witnessed, the goodness of God that you have experienced, the hard times and how God has met you in those hard times. Be willing to come alongside in an uncomfortable situation and, and reveal Christ in those moments. Be willing to interact with another generation different from you. Be willing to sacrifice your time, your resources, your energy to make sure that those who need to be raised in the faith, no matter their age, receive the good news of Jesus Christ and receive the mentorship that they deserve. They receive the, the flower bed, the care, the watering, the, the pruning that they need in order to flourish. Because we don't know we don't know what our actions now will produce in 40 years, but we do trust that the Lord is doing a good work in each and every one of us and those who believe. One final story 
to close, and that's uh, one of uh, my former students was one of the students that was able to get under my skin so quickly. He was one of those students where like, you're super cool and you know it and you use that to your advantage. And so, you know, because he knew he was, you know, kind of the cool kid, he would use that to his advantage and he would make sure that I knew he was the cool kid by pushing the boundaries constantly. He would drive me up a wall each and every Sunday or each and every Wednesday, especially when it comes to middle school. Eighth grade boys, there is nothing like eighth grade boys. They think they are kings of the world. And so we play dodgeball to take them down a few notches. And there was one time where he was getting under my skin and I let it get under my skin a little bit too much and I may have thrown the ball a little bit too hard. My bad. But he continued on and on and on through middle school, through high school. He was one of those kids that you're like, man, you have so much potential. You have a charisma. You have the leadership skills already if you would just grab onto the gospel and run with it, the impact you could have for the kingdom of God would be immense. But he was frustrating to watch those gifts be kind of plundered away. He would show up to youth group. He would, he would go on the mission trips, yeah, but, but his life was telling a different story. And it's, it's those instances that it's hard, that reproduction, that multiplication is hard to live into because at the end of his high school career, you sit down and you're like, God, did anything I do matter? All of that time and work that I put in, all of the time and work that his small group leaders put in, that all of our leaders put in, that the church put into this young man and did it, did it actually matter? Funny enough, this student uh, ran into Bree and got to know Bree a little bit because Bree uh, went to the same gym as him and, and they began to get talking and Bree goes, hey, did you know he's actually interested in going into ministry? We're talking about the same guy, right? You You sure? And then as I get to meet with him again, and as I run into him, uh, and, and then as I hear that and, and see that he is one of the people in that classroom on every other Tuesday learning how he has been equipped and how he can continue to produce followers of Jesus Christ. He makes every second of that frustration, every second of that hard work Sweeter than honey. And it proves that we, in the, the efforts of reproduction, in the efforts of multiplication, aren't doing the work on our own, but we are participating in the good work that God is doing within each and every individual. And we have to trust that the things that God places on our hearts to share that the things that we have experienced, the hardships in life, the good things in life, where God has shown up and where God sometimes feel dis felt distant, 
that in sharing those, it becomes a part of the good work that God is doing in them. And we may not know the end game, and we may not even see the the seed produce fruit, but we have to trust that this is a value of God himself, that God desires all people, and he will bring to completion all good works in people. We get to participate in it. We get to be a part of it in multiplication, in reproducing, in passing on our faith so that those who have influenced, been influenced by us may then also go on to influence others, producing a wide and numerous body of Christ. Because our goal, as our value said, is not to just reproduce one tree, one person with a commitment to Christ. Our goal is to reproduce someone who then goes on to reproduce someone else, who then goes on to reproduce someone else, and then two become four, then become eight, and so on. Who has God placed in your life that you have the opportunity to witness Two, to become a part of their story of God raising them up to be a leader, to be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, we thank you for not giving up on any of us, for being a God who continually pursues who has a heart for all people. God, we ask that you instill this heart, you awaken this heart within us that sees the opportunity to reproduce, the opportunity to multiply your goodness, your kingdom in all people. God, you have placed these trusted individuals in our lives. You have given us opportunities, endless opportunities to witness to how you have impacted our lives as a tool, as an opportunity to plant, to fertilize, to prune so that those seeds that you have planted, those seeds of the gospel of Jesus Christ may bloom and flourish producing in themselves more seeds and more life. God, help us to be people who multiply, who reproduce, not for our sake, but for yours, so that your kingdom may come. It's in Jesus' name we pray.